Welcome to the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage podcast. I'm Adrienne Permar, the director of the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage. We're operating here near Athens, Georgia. I'm here with Mitzi Everett, my co-host and lead instructor. We'll be discussing some interesting topics in the massage therapy practice and sharing stories from our 30 plus years of combined experience in massage therapy. Welcome. We're happy to talk to you. Welcome back to the third episode of our podcast. I'm here with Mitzi Everett, and we are going to be discussing today the idea that massage therapy is like a restaurant, (laughs) which I will explain a little (laughs) bit in a minute. Um, My name is Adrienne Permar. I'm a licensed massage therapist here in Georgia and a former BCRMT. Uh, I am interested in lymphatic drainage, myofascial release, and uh, massage education. And Mitzi. Yes, I'm Mitzi Everett, licensed massage therapist here in Georgia, and um, ex-anatomy teacher, ex-spa owner. (laughs) Um, So I'm happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Mitzi. And so we're going to talk today, this was my topic, and it's really just all about client communication. So the idea that uh, massage therapy has many different aspects. And it's, it's actually, you know, there's a range of modalities, there's a range of treatment styles and therapists and all these things. And so instead of having clients think of it just as I'm going to a massage and it's like the massage is like a single box, like you would go get, I don't know, an envelope or something. <laughs> instead, there's many different styles. But my favorite metaphor for this is massage therapy is like a restaurant. So the idea being, you know, you don't go to McDonald's and order a taco. You don't go to, um, you know, a Chinese restaurant and order spaghetti, right? It's just what's on the menu is is what you're going to get, more or less. I mean, it doesn't mean that the client, you know, the therapist shouldn't be flexible. We talked a lot about that in the last two episodes about right. how the, the therapist really should be flexible and try and meet the needs of the client to a certain extent. But they only, they're only going to have, you know, the skills and training that they have. Right. right. I like to think about a therapist having a toolbox and mm-hmm. all the things, all those techniques that they learn, like myofascial release and trigger point therapy, neuromuscular therapy, um, Swedish massage, it's all tools in their toolbox. So obviously, if they don't have one of those tools, they're not going to be able to, to do that treatment. But like you said, it's, it's all about communicating. And I think there's so many ways that a, a therapist can communicate what they do mm-hmm. through the name of their business, right. um, yeah. through their menu their website, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's their little menu, like, exactly. like a restaurant does have a right. menu. You know, and don't if, just put on there massage. Yeah. I mean, if you just put <laughs> massage, people have no idea what they're getting. I mean, they right. might have an idea in their head, right? But maybe it's from TV. You know what I mean? Like maybe they watched friends once and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they saw Phoebe giving the worst massage ever. And thought, yes. <laughs> I've often wondered why they didn't, they didn't train her Come coaches on. in movies. You see yeah. massages getting done in movies and it's like, they're just, they just uh, like it's, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast yes. on just that. Yeah. Yes, and also you know maybe they saw a spa ad. We were, I was listening to a podcast from ABMP on the way here, and they were talking about doing stock photos where the the massage looks realistic, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know that's properly draped and the person's actually in the head cradle. Right. Their face isn't turned to not, the side. They don't have candles <laughs> next to them. Yes. Face or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've had 
clients who, you know, occasionally have only ever seen those ads and they're very surprised by the face cradle. What is this face cradle? You right. always ever see people with like a weird towel under their face mm -hmm. or like, yeah. yeah. My very first <laughs> massage um, was on my honeymoon in Jamaica. And, you know, we had been on the beach all day. We had had drinks. We were so relaxed. We'd sat in the sauna. We go in this tent by the beach and I, you know, she just tells me, get on the table. Well, this particular table was one that did not have a face cradle. It had the hole right. in the table, and there was the bolster at the bottom. So I got under the blankets with my head on the bolster oh, because and it's I'm like laying, a pillow, right? right? And I'm laying sideways like I've seen in pictures. <laughs> oh. And she comes in and she's like, "Oh, mom, you're gonna have to turn around." <laughs> she went back and talked about me later yeah. so um, you know it is because that's what I had in my head because right. that's what I had seen you don't know what that's right. so funny I know <laughs> there's this little cartoon that I'll use sometimes in class which I don't know it's it, it, it starts sparks a conversation but yeah it was one of those tables with a hole in it and mm -hmm. the guy is nude and <laughs> and facing the wrong way so as you can imagine yes yes there's there. things in the hole that shouldn't be in the hole <laughs> so so yeah i mean people don't know what well they don't know because maybe their media is right they're getting what their media is right but yeah it's really our job obviously during <laughs> the massage you got a little sidetrack <laughs> but it's a fun yeah. conversation yeah but yeah you know you um you're communicating with them at the time obviously those our last two podcasts were really a lot about that right. but really can you communicate ahead of time so that you're not getting that person um who comes in the door in my lymphatic massage clinic right. which was called the lymphatic and massage clinic of vancouver right but you know that person may have had lymphatic is deep tissue bruising whatever some people mm -hmm. i can't even imagine why but right but that is that is what people sometimes think of when they think of lymphatic so in my marketing on my website you know we had the what is lymphatic massage video where i was doing manual lymph drainage and i explained that it's a gentle rhythmic monotonous right technique and that's the thing even with all of that with the name of yeah, your, yeah, your business with all of that you're still you're not going to filter out everyone yeah. that may not be right for your business but you You're, get the majority. Exactly. I mean, we really had very few people who right. were like really, right. you know, in the wrong place. <laughs> yes. And, you know, that's a really specific type of treatment. You know, most massage therapists are doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, they might do some lymphatic drainage. They may, but they may also, you know, they don't really specialize just in that. So, you know, your massage practice might be a little more broad. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where, again, your website, your list of services should have some good descriptions mm -hmm. um, for things that are in your toolbox and, and have your menu be yeah. a little more clear. Yeah. And, you know, I was just listening to another um, podcast on the way here, the ABMP podcast, and they were talking about the how to make videos for, you know, massage therapists to make videos to promote. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about making little, you know, 10, 15 second videos of your hands. Mm -hmm maybe you don't even have to show your face you know you don't have to speak into the microphone whatever but just showing what you're doing what is right. a myofascial release what is this because i mean i do t you know sometimes depending on what i'm doing i, I usually do a little bit of myofascial release because i feel like it's effective before i put the oil on but i'll try and explain to someone if that's all if all they've had is swedish massage that you know, I'm going to get to the oil in a minute. You'll get back to kind of what you expect from a massage in a minute. But first, I'm going to do some myofascial release because I feel it's really effective. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, it would be like, you know, let's say there's um, a vegetarian place that makes really good veggie burgers. And maybe the name of their biz- business is The Better Burger. Right. You know, so you go there thinking, oh, I'm going to get a really good burger. And then you bite into this burger because all that's on the menu is just the burger. There's mm-hmm. no description that it's made with black beans or whatever it might be in there. Mm-hmm. So you might, your expectations are, are not going to be met if you bite into that veggie <laughs> burger expecting beef. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. know, I think um, good descriptions and videos, anything you can do, pictures, videos that are accurate. Yeah, you um, can you probably find videos out there that you could link to, right. you know, or or even just when you talk to someone on the phone, explain right. to them what you like to do. And, you know, you have different flexibility. You know, we can talk about the idea of where are you working. If you're at a spa, you are going to get the person who just thinks, I need a massage, blank box massage, you know. Right. And so you do have to be, I think, more flexible. Right. You're, you're going to have to customize quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to. You... If you want to give them, if you want to try to meet their expectations. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, if you want to go and give them. Yeah. And I, and I ran into this when I was um, a lot younger. When I first started practice, I had a lot of, I had tendonitis issues. I'd had a wrist injury and I just had tendonitis in my, in my wrist. And at some point I was just like, I can't do deep tissue, you know, the way that I was taught to do it. And right. And I was doing a lot of, like you said, time. So I would do a lot gentler holds, but for mm-hmm. longer periods of time and work with their breath and all this stuff. Right. And I did get a lot of complaints and it was really emotional for me to like receive that exactly. yeah. negative feedback. But when you I know wasn't... you're doing what's good for them and, and what you're doing all you can do, Yeah. but and their expectations to... were different. Yeah. And I would start to have to say to people, you know, I really can't do this work anymore. You need mm-hmm. to go see someone else. Right. So to refer, be able to refer them. And that's, I tell that to people that come in and they're like, I really need a deep tissue. You can't hurt me. I explain to them ahead of time before we even start. My deep tissue is a little, I take a different approach, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, again, it all goes back to communication. Communication is so key. Um, education and communication are so important from every second that you have with the client, from your advertising to your phone conversation, booking the service, and maybe you don't get to speak to the client. Yeah, if you're working with a receptionist, making sure, you know, that you know what they're saying. Right. Yeah, I mean, this was a big thing with our, um, with my education even, Mm -hmm. you know, where I'd be talking to the admissions person or the person who's giving me the tour or whatever, and they wanted to sell me on the school. So they basically just told me whatever I wanted to hear. It did right. not reflect the actual reality of right. the school. Well, I know uh, at the spa, you know, I had a list of questions that for my receptionist. When somebody called in to book a service, um, you know, they had some things I needed to ask them because we needed to be prepared ahead of time. There were stairs in the spa, so we needed to make sure mm-hmm. they didn't need any special accommodations because we did have a room we could have we could transform if we needed to. Um, if it was a female, were they pregnant? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because a lot of therapists are afraid to do pregnancy massage. Right. So there's nothing worse than, you know, I would have a therapist come running out of the room. My client just told me that they're 12 weeks pregnant or, you know, two months, three months, whatever it is. And, um, you know, I just, I don't feel comfortable doing prenatal massage. So, you know, at that point, what do you do? You know, the client's in the room. So it all comes to just asking questions and communication. Yeah, getting that ahead of time. And you may still not get, you know. And if you're somebody who doesn't want to do prenatal, maybe put that, put that, that on there. Yeah, put that on there. Because, you know? yeah, I've had people <laughs> walk in. I had a lady. Oh, my gosh. I started 
I tried to build a practice in um, Washington and I was there for a little bit and the first client that I had I don't know I was advertising on Facebook and <laughs> I don't know what I said this lady walks in she's like eight months pregnant without telling me at mm-hmm. a time what? yeah I don't try, <laughs> I, just bizarre um, she wanted me to take her insurance which I ended up not getting paid for that massage at all because I was not wow. prepared for the yeah but whatever I didn't want to turn her away yeah. <laughs> she was my first client <laughs> in that location and she had sciatica and MS while pregnant. And wow. I was like... it's a lot. That was a lot going on, <laughs> considering. Yeah, it was a lot going on for somebody to just walk in without talking to me on the phone at right. all. Because I had online booking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I actually really enjoyed it. I used um, Jane, uh, booking software Jane app. Mm-hmm. And they have... Um, it's such a nice program. I'll just put a little plug in for them. They're, they're from Vancouver. And yeah. um, they've just made a really nice product. But they have uh, health intake forms that the person can and should fill out ahead of time. Yes. On their computer or on their phone, which is so nice because you yes. can look at it ahead of time. I have uh, my massage, my website through AMTA, um, American Massage Therapy Association, and I was using the free website because they offer a great free website. Um, you're only allowed so many pages and no forms, but right now I'm enjoying a free offer for an upgraded website, and I know I'm going to want to <laughs> keep it because it has those forms on there. It has some liability forms. It has a health intake form. Um, there are a lot of different form options that you can choose, and I think it's so great because then the client can just download it, email it to me, or at least bring it in when they come in. But yeah. if they could email it ahead of time, I love being prepared. Mm-hmm. I do not like surprises. <laughs> It just kind of throws me off, and I'm working on that. That's a personal thing. But um, it just helps you be prepared so that, you know, there's nothing worse than having a client walk in your room and they're pregnant, and you're like, oh, gosh, let me, I've got to change everything. You've got to change everything around. Or someone who maybe just had um, surgery somewhere and they Mm -hmm. only want certain parts worked. You know, you've got to. You got to decide how you're going to work on that person. So yeah. anytime you can cut out surprises, it's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> yeah, and if you really do have to turn someone away, I, I was listening to. Oh gosh, I've just been saying this a lot, haven't I? <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I guess that's a good thing about being yeah. a podcaster. But the AVMP podcast again—I think it was a different one with Ruth Werner. She's doing a pathology section mm-hmm. where it's like I have a client who you know whatever, and it was about a person with some kind of you know femoral. Um, like a arterial sclerosis in the leg hmm. and you know what had diabetes and this like a lot going on yeah and if that person walked into my room I might turn them away right know, because you just need time to think about that right. side to research what's going to be best for them because yeah it you know it all goes back to do no harm yeah can <laughs> I do an hour or so true. massage right <laughs> maybe I yes. mean maybe that's sometimes that's all you got is hands and scalp right but is the person going to be satisfied with that yeah and when lymphatic drainage I did occasionally you know I had th- over the course of two years I may had three clients that I turned away and said I really can't do any treatment for you right and their doctor may that's another thing about communication I mean their doctor may not know what you're doing mm-hmm. and what the dangers are because maybe you know I've had someone say oh I was referred by my doctor and they've got pitting edema mm-hmm. everywhere hands feet right. face and I'm going sorry no it's, I'm not I'm not gonna touch it I yeah can't. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Better safe than sorry. Yeah, yeah, Better absolutely. Safe than sorry. And that uh, they're so hurt, you know, and it's like. And it is, you know, and I feel for them because I know when I'm looking forward to getting a massage, to be told no, you can't get one, it's <laughs> it's upsetting. 
But in the long run, I think they'll be right. Yeah, helpful. you'd much rather, better not have a real serious serious right. problem on the table. Yeah, yeah. So, like we said, it just all goes back to communication um, from the very beginning, right? And um, all the way through, right? I love how you said like the name of the clinic. The name of the clinic. Yes. Yeah. Is it the Lymphatic and Massage Clinic Vancouver or the Okuni School of Therapeutic Massage? Right. What are right. we getting? Um, yeah. Yeah, is it, you know, the fluff and buff, <laughs> you know, clinic? Yeah. I don't know. But. Yeah, if you're getting generic. And I, you know, I, I was sort of saying ahead of time, but I wanted to save it for the podcast, that, mm-hmm. that I'm struggling right now because I, I have enjoyed working for the spa that I work at. I love the owner. She's so great. Yes. And the clients have been really great. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you work at a spa and they, you do get a lot of kind of creepy guys or this or that right. or whatever. But the clients have all been just so fantastic. Um, I've only had one or two that I haven't been thrilled about, but, um, and it's easy to work for, you know, you go, you do your work, you leave, I don't have to worry about any marketing or anything like that, but I really do feel limited in what I can do. I mean, I do try and be super accommodating so that I'm giving them the, the treatment they expect, Mm -hmm. but I feel very, um, sad that I can't do certain things or that I can't spend more time talking to them ahead of time and communicating with them because I have a time crunch well you're not the one booking the appointments Mm -hmm. um so right and they don't know me I mean I'm just generic right Right. you're just the therapist they didn't right I, I know what you mean um and I think that's part of the spa experience um when I worked at the Ritz I don't think I ever saw the same client twice yeah and I guess there's something nice about that, but to me, <laughs> right? You know, some people may really enjoy that. You know, they enjoy just meeting new people constantly. They're just kind of doing a massage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to me, in a place where there's a lot of tourists. Yeah, right. Um, so you do. It's a nice environment, and it did teach me a lot as far as anticipating um, expectations and things like that, um, and that high end service aspect of it. But as far as seeing that client again, because I did have a few people that would come in with specific things. It was very rare, but I had a woman that came in with stomach issues and wanted me to do some stomach massage. And I really would have loved to follow up with her to see if it helped, to see how she was doing. Um, but I don't get that option mm-hmm. working for and a you place don't, like, like that. Like you said, you don't get that feedback either. Like some, right. of, the, some of the great greatest things that I've done just kind of on a whim, you know, I'll say, oh, someone had um, IBS, and I said, well, I could do lymphatic, like, I don't know. (laughs) I think the lymphatic literature says lymphatic stomach massage is mostly for um, constipation, but I have found that it's very helpful for things like IBS or Crohn's Mm -hmm. or all kinds of digestive issues that we have, you know, a lot of people have today. Yeah, I could see that. And it was just on a whim, I said, well, do you want to try this? And he said, yes. And we did this ahead of time, by the way. I didn't sneak up on him, you right. know, while he was on the table. <laughs> but, um, and he came back the next week and he was like, that was the best my stomach has felt ever. Right. And I was like, whoa, that's new. That's cool. I'll try and do that more. And so I started building, you know, telling more people about it. And hey, do you want to try this out? I mean, it's not going to do any harm. Right. Um, super light. And, you know, there was, there was such a benefit to having that feedback as me as a therapist to learn. I think so. Yeah, I I really enjoy it. And I love um, just kind of documenting what I did. And then that way I remember. So when they come back, like, so how did you feel after that session? 
you know, did it seem to help? Do we need to try something different? You know, after so many sessions of doing the same thing, you know, it's nice to say, look, I'm, I'm hitting the same problem areas. It doesn't seem to be helping. Maybe let's try something different. Yeah. So, um, that was, that was a really benefit I had for a while working. I worked at a chiropractic office where they got a lot of, um, MVA, like motor vehicle accident clients mm -hmm. who got a certain amount of massage covered by the insurance, um, in Washington. And so they would come for 10 sessions, you know, they, they didn't, these were people usually who were, you know, had never had treatment before. They were not really into self-care. Right. They just happened to get coverage. And it was like, hey, you know, while you're getting your chiropractic, yeah. you know, get these 10 sessions. And it was so cool to get to work with somebody in that environment where, you know, I could really... See that you're making a difference. Mm -hmm, making progress. And, 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 you know, they were coming in expecting a certain type they maybe they weren't didn't have any expectations except for hey this is in conjunction with my chiropractic mm -hmm. so i didn't feel obligated to make it a fluffy right. massage or... but there again you know it's about um because you were set in a medical setting they're expecting more of a result-driven treatment mm -hmm. so that's again kind of on that menu of this is what they're expecting. Now, if they go to a spa, maybe they don't expect that. You know, if they go to the Ritz-Carlton, they're just looking to pamper themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that the massage can't be therapeutic, mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily, you know, they don't expect to see that therapist again. Mm -hmm. So um, it's all about, like you said, knowing what's on the menu, putting it out there so the client's expectations are met and not they're not left disappointed. And feeling disappointed in you. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that can, we've talked about that before, and what makes a bad massage is yeah. when you walk out feeling like your expectations haven't met, it can leave a bad taste in your mouth. So if you put it out there ahead of time, you're setting yourself up for success. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why I started the Lymphatic Massage Clinic, honestly, because I was in another clinic that I really enjoyed uh, working in, but I wanted to do more lymphatic drainage. And... I got to the point where I would not do lymphatic drainage unless I had pre-sold the person. Mm -hmm. So when someone came in, comes in with whatever and I think, okay, this would help them, I would say, you know, next time you come in, I would really love to do lymphatic drainage. Let me explain it. Go look it up. You know, whatever. Right. And then if you want to, book one and we'll come, we'll come and do that. But I would never convert somebody from a deep tissue massage to a lymphatic drainage in that session. Right. Because even if it really helps them, they're, they're going to be disappointed. They are going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was yeah. a story about, um, just lymphatic, lymphatic drainage story, about um, a guy who was a, I can't remember the name of the football team, but he was on a professional football team, and mm -hmm. he went into this person for lymphatic, or he went in for regular massage, and she did lymphatic drainage, and he was so mad, and like, he paid her, and he was like, I'm never coming back here again. I'm going to tell everyone how horrible it was. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And he runs down the stairs. She was on like the third floor or whatever, and he runs down the stairs. And then he runs right back up, and he said, my legs feel awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But could we have avoided all of this drama? Right. You know I mean? like, right. Because and maybe he went somebody... through that emotional roller coaster right. of feeling angry. and Yeah, like you don't want to waste your t the time, especially like right now. You know, we have a, a budget for our spending. I don't get to get massages, unlimited massages right. all the time. So if I've spent, you know, hard earned money, exactly. saved money well, for Well, not to mention your time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, I know like you, you know, you have a child, you know, we all have things in our life. We work, we have kids, 
our schedules are busy. So when we carve out that time to do something good for ourselves, we want we want it to be um, beneficial, and we yeah. want it, you know, we want what we want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, especially when we are educated. And I would really love it if more therapists were more clear on their website. Yes. Because when somebody says, oh, I've done, you know, um, continuing education in, you know, cranial sacral and myofascial and deep tissue and, you know, this and that and the other thing. And but they don't like doing myofascial. Right. And you go to them for it. What is it that you <laughs> like doing? What is it that you're focused on? And, and it is a balance because it's like, yeah, you don't want, you want to be able to be flexible. But mm-hmm. if you are especially building a therapeutic practice or a private practice where you are going to, you know, you're working, I'm booking with that client, not the spa. Right. Or sorry, with that therapist. I'm booking with that that therapist with that person especially in a private practice right. not at the spa where it's just like whoever you get you know right that's what I tell people you know in my practice um my personal practice I like helping people um recover from injury or surgery I help I like helping with pain um and stress because stress can cause pain so um that way we can it's something that they can measure mm-hmm. and um you know it's not just about I want to just get these knots out. Well, yeah. it's not just about the knots. It's yeah. about helping them feel better. It's about managing that pain, that stress. Um, or and, what, and even things like documentation. When you're, right. If you're documenting those like pain scales or those kind of things, mm-hmm. you know, are they going to be frustrated with it if they're not expecting those kind of things from, right. from you as a therapist? You know, sometimes people get frustrated with forms or with health history. Or, yes. You know. At the spa, we dealt with that. People did not, they're like, why do you need all this information? They thought we were using it in some, you know, malicious way. And yeah. it's like, this is just for the therapist, you yeah. know, just so we can give you a better treatment. Yeah. And I love it. I like, okay, I know this is going to be a uh, start, just maybe <laughs> some controversy, but I went to Massage Envy several years ago. It was on a birthday trip. My sisters booked it. I did not book it. Um, but their form, their intake form was very thorough. Mm-hmm. And Oh, and they didn't look at it. They did, actually. The oh. therapist, you know, it was a no-frills massage. Okay. There yeah. was no aromatherapy, no hot towels. It was just get on the table. She did a great massage. Um, and she listened to me because it was, you know, do you like to talk during your service? Do you, mm. you know, it was very specific. Do you like this? Do you like that? What do you prefer? So I really liked it. I didn't mind sitting there filling out that form because as long as it's listened to. Like yeah, you said. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was um, going to be a horror story. Oh, no, it, no was, it, was it, was, story. it was a good story, you know. So I know people have issues with massage envy, but in my particular experience, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I've heard good things about it, especially in this area, so that's a good I thing. I think more the therapists have a problem. Because yeah, because <laughs> it's, yeah, the wages and everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but that's another topic. Yeah, that's a topic <laughs> for another day, for sure. Yeah, I, I think, so again, you know, how do you want to communicate with your client? Do you want to communicate with forms? Do you want to communicate verbally? Do you want to sit down you know, and this is where, especially if you're working for yourself, you can make all these decisions. If you want to have a 30-minute conversation with your clients before where you sit down at a bistro table, have a water or something while yeah, you yeah. sit and talk, that's up to you. You yeah. know, you don't need necessarily 30 minutes, but right. it's totally up to you how much information you want to get. Um, now, you might want to let your clients know that yeah, this appointment right. includes a 30-minute consultation. Yeah. But um, again, communicate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is their time? What time right. are they getting? You know, all that, all that sort of thing. And then it's so nice to be able to build up uh, 
you know, a list of people that I can go do for different things. Right. It would, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's hard to say, do I want one person who does everything or do I want, you know, I go in Vancouver because just because I worked there for so long and, um, and practiced massage there for so long, I would go to one person for a relaxation massage, mm-hmm. another person just yes. for my low back treatment. I was treatment. gonna say, I've done the same thing. When I owned the spa, I had therapists that, um, one particular therapist, the first time I was on his table, um, I couldn't wait to get off the table. Mm. Um, but once I got up, I felt awesome. Mm. I just wasn't expecting that. And okay. um, the next time I got on his table, I was expecting it. And you know, I communicated maybe a little less pressure, and it was amazing. But if I want something that's more relaxing, something soothing where I can zone out and I don't like to fall asleep in a massage, but, you know, maybe. So I had another therapist that was awesome at that. You know, it was, it relaxed me. It was. And speaking of maybe your receptionist should, I like at the receptionist I, at the spa I work at, well, we have a lot of them, but they have never Mm -hmm. received massage from me. So, so they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know the differences, you know, between, because there's a lot of different, all the therapists that work there are yes. good. It's just, you need there's to, differences. Right. You know. I actually had um, a good friend of mine who worked for me at the spa that I owned. She was my relaxation person. She was amazing. She had a great touch. She was very intuitive, you know, someone that I really trusted and I could really relax. And maybe I even, you know, had a little like emotional release one day with her where I just, you know, cried. But um, so she would get offended because she was not a deep tissue therapist and people would complain. So I would start telling people, you know, if you want a really deep tissue, you should wait for this other person. Right. Then you should go with this person. And she would ask me, why did you book them? Why didn't you book me? And she really got offended. But you know, you have to know your strengths and you have to be okay with that. You know, what you're good at, whether it's a technique or just, um, a way of doing your massage. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, How some you people are going to be stronger or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 And there's nothing wrong with either, either way. Yeah. I think it's just my, my desire would really be somehow to communicate to the general public that, that massage is not just, you know, it's not a blank box right it's full of so many like tools in the toolbox or so many things on the menu right and you know if spas would, would build like I had complained about the idea that we just have signature and deep tissue or whatever mm-hmm. but because that's <laughs> because people don't know what they're yeah that means and if that's I mean that's just pretty standard on every spa menu forever right you know people don't know what that means but if you know it would be really nice to be able to have more people know what the different techniques were and you know what they really like I've had people say oh man the most therapeutic massage or like the most effective massage I've ever because I wouldn't use that language right I've ever had was just you know and then they'll start describing the technique it's like oh they really like Swedish massage right and I can do an effective massage with Swedish massage I can do an effective massage with something different I think it's really hard at least for me personally to do a massage that's just one modality. Mm-hmm. It is. You're right. <laughs> you know, it's like to, to have that a la carte where it's like, okay, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to do this um, or just have the one menu setting, I mean. And then I really am more like a la carte, like, okay, I want this, this, and we're going to use this today. Right. <laughs> you right. know, like I throw a little reflexology in. I might use, depending on the person, a little bit of myofascial. I might um, do some trigger point work. I throw a lot of Swedish in, obviously, um, for, for the basics of it, but to me, it's hard to say, 
I'm just going to do a Swedish massage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I can if that's really what they want, but I'm probably still going to be hitting some points. It may not be deep, but I'm yeah, still... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're using your, your... And that's good. That keeps you aware and active. Because if you were right. just doing like generic, you know, yeah. McDonald's massage every time, you would be bored and yes. not paying attention. And, then and you your start clients to... are going to be bored. Right. You know, they might enjoy it the first time. Then they come back to you and it's like, mm, okay. Yeah, and maybe part of that is the idea that you're booking with a person mm-hmm. or with a therapist, not just the generic massage therapist. Right. Because they don't, people don't know that, you know, you have different trainings or you have different styles or whatever. Right. I mean, well, just, you know, going back to your restaurant metaphor, you know, you can right. have two chefs. <laughs> right. You have the two. same ingredients and have two different meals. Yeah. You've got the same, you know, you've got two Italian restaurants right next to each other. Right. They're both saying they're serving spaghetti. We're both saying we're doing Swedish massage, but we right. we're doing something a little different. Yeah. I mean, everybody can take those strokes and, and deliver them in a way that's totally different. Yeah. And, and there's that trust built up, you know, mm-hmm. if you trust, if I trust a therapist, you know, had some, some that I really, really trust and if they want to do something different or whatever, right. I pretty much don't care, honestly. Yeah. You know, there's well, some I that some... I even think, like, I'm I'm way less nervous about even the draping or the this or right. that. If there's a lot of trust built up, you know, exactly. you just let them do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, as long as it's for my benefit and, yeah, yeah, yeah and it's yeah. within their scope of practice, go for it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, yeah. Betsy, for <laughs> keeping us on track. No problem. But yeah, that's probably a good place to stop yeah. as well. We've really enjoyed doing some podcasts. I know. I'm enjoying this a lot. So yeah. thanks. Awesome. Well, that's it for today on the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage podcast. If you want to find out more about our training programs or continuing education, please visit our website at www.oconeemassageschool.com. We hope to see you next week for more massage therapy conversations.